Welcome to Words in Season. I'm your host, Kara Marie Morris, and it's an honor to have you with me every time you tune into the podcast. Today, we are in episode four of the Time Machine Manifesto. What advice would I give to myself 10 years ago? Last week, I looked into John 11, and we looked at the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. I wanted to see how Jesus interacted and communicated with his dear friends. I saw in this story that effective communication is not the same as manipulation. I saw that Mary, the sister of Lazarus, she took matters into her own hands and tried to move the hand of God. I also saw that Jesus, he did perform the miracle that she wanted, that her family wanted to see her brother raised from the dead, but it wasn't on her timetable. It was as Jesus heard from heaven. So if today, if I could step into a time machine and have a conversation with myself, what would I tell myself? I would say, girl, you need to relax. If you don't let Jesus be your number one, Kara, and accept that there is way more to you than what you see, than what you know intellectually, than what any kind of degree you can get, whether it's any kind of job that you could see yourself doing, any career path, any relationship status, then you are going to be thirsty for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter your relationship, financial, educational, or ministerial status. The only thing that will satisfy you eternally is the eternal one, Jesus Christ. Jesus told a high-ranking Jewish leader and scholar in John 3, 6, he said, what, of, what is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. So we see there's a, there's a fight here. There's a difference between flesh and spirit. The spirit-breathed nature that God imparted to me at the new birth is the eternity that he placed in my heart. His nature that has been placed in my heart. Like it says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, only the eternal can satisfy the eternal. And only God can satisfy this desire in my heart. So today we're going to look at what I would tell myself 10 years ago. I would say, Kara, you are a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a mind, which is your will and your emotions. Um, later we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Kara, you are not your body. My body is not me. My mind is not me. And my emotions are not me. And the only one who's going to satisfy every part of me is Jesus. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. Come back every Thursday to hear what the Lord has put on my heart for you. The Word of God is alive and powerful today, and I know that He will have a fresh word and season for you every time you tune in. Thank you so much for listening and sharing on social media. Y'all, it's about to get uberly real. I'm about to bring out every scripture in my arsenal when it comes to being satisfied by the Lord alone, spirit, soul, and body. So this particular topic will probably be released in several episodes. And some may say, Kara, are all these scriptures really necessary in a 15-minute podcast? Uh, yeah, I agree that it's not necessarily about quantity, but about 
the quality of what you know. And yeah, it only takes one word from God and every word has the power and the revelation to change the impossible to possible. But when my soul is screaming and when my emotions all are all over the place, and when I start to allow myself to be overwhelmed and lonely, anxious and depressed, I need every word I can get my hands on. So each one of these scriptures is about being satisfied in the Lord and what the Lord has spoken to my heart through these scriptures. But let's go to the first things first. I have to know that there is more to me than what I can see. In Genesis 1:26, God said, let us make man in our image. I'm a three part being created in the image and likeness of God. I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I possess a soul and a mind, a will and emotions. In John 4, 24, it says that God is a spirit. Jesus told us that. He's telling us here that God is a spirit. In Genesis, it's saying that God created man in his image. So if God is a spirit, then I'm a spirit. That's who I really am. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and may the God of peace sanctify you through and through and make you pure and wholly consecrated to God. And may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here Paul differentiated spirit, soul, and body. So whatever part of me that I feed the most, that I give the most attention to, that is the part of me that is going to win. Is my body going to win? Am I going to let my body win? Am I going to let my mind win? Or am I going to let my spirit win? So if God is a spirit, then I am a spirit. So with my spirit, I contact the spiritual realm. That's how we can pray. That's how we can be able to commune with our Heavenly Father. With my soul, that's how I contact the intellectual realm, with logic and reasoning. That's how I study, that's how I read, that's how I drive my car. And with my body, I contact the physical realm. That's when my body's saying, it's time to eat, it's time to sleep, it's time to wake up. I don't want to wake up. So we're going to look at some scriptures here to see that I am not just one part. I am not just my body. I am not just my mind but I am spirit, soul, and body. So these are what I call differentiation scriptures, that we are spirits recreated in Christ Jesus. We live in bodies and we possess a soul. And you may think, what's the big deal? Why would you even need to say that there's anything different? Well, let me tell you, I have been born again and filled with the Holy Spirit since I was very, very young. And just because I was born again and filled with the Spirit at a very young age. I didn't allow my spirit man to dominate for years. I didn't let my spirit man dominate. So I was led by every appetite. I was led by every desire. I was led by um, what my body wanted, what my mind wanted, what I thought I needed, rather than allowing the Holy Spirit to be my guide and to be the one that satisfies me. Like it said again in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that God has placed eternity in the hearts of man. The only thing that will satisfy the desire for the Lord is the Lord himself. 
So these differentiation scriptures, let's start with 1 Corinthians 9.27. This is Paul talking. I keep my body under and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others that I should be counted as a counterfeit. So how does, what does he mean by I? Who is he talking about? Paul is talking about his spirit. The real him keeps his body under. So none of these, the spirit, soul, and body, none of them are bad if they're redeemed by the blood of the blood of Jesus. If you constantly are taking inventory and you are saying, okay, this is from God, this is not. This is from God, this is not. If you're constantly renewing your mind, as long as it's God's truth, it will set us free. It is that reality of Christ in his word that will set us free. Psalms 42, 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? And why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. For I shall yet praise him, my help and my God. So this is the psalmist writing here. He's talking to his soul, his mind, his will, and his emotions. And he's saying, it's time to choose that you're going to praise God no matter what you feel. He's saying, mind, will, emotions... Your hope is in God, so it doesn't matter what it looks like. Your hope is in God, so it doesn't matter what it feels like. Your hope is in God, so it doesn't matter what your emotions say. Praise the Lord. I need that on a consistent basis. Again, an example of social media. I know that I'm getting dry, and I know that I need to start talking to my soul. When I flip open uh, social media, and I feel like everything I see are the things that I want. All the things that I see are the things that I feel like I need. When I start feeling like those are the things that I want over what God wants for me, and I start feeling that dissatisfaction, that's right then. I need to start talking to my soul. Why are you downcast, soul? You hope in God. Your hope's in God. Your hope isn't in a job. Your hope isn't in a relationship. Your hope isn't in a car. Your hope isn't in a new home. Your hope is in God. So in Matthew 26, 41, Jesus is here in the garden, and this was in the last moments of his life when he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's talking to his disciples, and he's saying, pray with me. And they couldn't stay awake. So many times he went back, and he said, just pray with me. And they fell asleep, and he came back, and he said, pray with me. And they fell asleep, and he found them asleep again. So he was saying to them, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right there, Jesus is differentiating between spirit and flesh. And we saw again at the beginning in John 3, 6, that what is of flesh is flesh and what is of spirit is spirit. So this says to me, if my spirit is willing, it's able to overcome this weak flesh. And later on, in two chapters later, Matthew 27, 50, Jesus has actually been crucified on the cross and it's in these very final moments and last breaths it says that Jesus cried again with a loud voice and he gave up his spirit so when he gave up his spirit when he died his body died we know that his spirit went to hell where he was there for three days and he fought for the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he was resurrected. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God that speaks is alive and full of power and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's penetrating and dividing the line of soul 
and spirit, of joints and marrow. It exposes and sifts and analyzes and judges the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So why would I tell myself 10 years ago that you're not your body care, that you're not your emotions, that you're not um, what you feel? I would tell myself that because it is so much freedom to know that just because you're not feeling like going to work today and you're definitely not feeling joyful, you can change that. You can stir it up with the word of God that speaks, that's alive and full of power like we looked at in Hebrews 4.12. I can stir up the joy of the Lord that is my strength. I can remember and I can talk to my soul and I say, Why are you downcast, soul? Why are you downcast? Your hope is in God. I can talk to my mind, my will, and my emotions. I can talk to my body and say, Come on, body. You're getting up. You're going to exercise. Body, you don't need that. Emotions, no. You don't need that relationship in your life. That's actually toxic for you. And even though it hurts... It's again, it says that this word is able to divide between soul and spirit. It's able to analyze what you want and what he wants. There's been moments in time in my life where, um, you know, there was a relationship uh, that I was in and I was able to justify it away for a certain amount of time. But because I was studying God's word, it showed it up. I, I wanted, I wanted this relationship and I was justifying it and I was trying so hard to keep it. I wanted to uh, stay in a relationship. I thought, oh, well, this, you know, this guy, he's, he's my boyfriend and he's a Christian and, you know, he goes to church sometimes, but because I was studying God's word, it showed it up. You can't have darkness and light. They can't have close fellowship. So is this word that was able to judge and analyze the very thoughts and purposes of my heart. It was able to divide between soul and spirit. It was able to divide between what I wanted and what he wanted. So that's exactly why I would tell myself 10 years ago, Kara, you are not your body. You are not your emotions. You are a spirit. And now is the time for you to act like the blood-bought, set-free, and eternally loved child of God that you are. So I would tell myself, you're so much more than you see. There's so much more to you. There's so much depth in you because of the new birth in you. I would tell myself, there's more to you than you see. So I want to encourage you to look into God's word, to look into these scriptures and see who you are in Christ, to see that there is more to you than you see.